the head of a far-right website, Church Militant, Voris cl- often claimed the Catholic Church was secretly run by an international gay crime syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> In a 2020 webcast, he referred to the Black Archbishop of Washington as a term many viewed as both a racial and gay slur, provoking an outraged backlash wait, from church wait. scholars and officials. A single slur that's both gay and racist. He called or homophobic him an African queen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I was thinking something so I, much worse. Oh uh, yeah, I was thinking something much, much worse than that. That's actually okay. I'm not saying that's good. It could be a lot worse. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Growing Up Christian. I'm Sam. I'm Casey. And I'm Jeremiah. And today we have the privilege, yet again, uh, of uh, hanging out with Jeremiah and his second chin. It's really a nice angle that we get to see Jeremiah at. He is laying down on his couch with his head awkwardly propped up uh, because he's old and his back hurts. So thanks. I think I'm actually, aren't I younger than both of you? Isn't that m- makes me better? Oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, it is what it is. Me, me, me. My back hurts. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest, though. That uh, Jeremiah may have been put at like a, at a, uh, a a bodily disadvantage by the amount of hygiene he was taught as a kid. Yes. Uh, while Sam and I both just never washed our hands and ate our boogers and all that. So now we're strong. Wait, we were talking about that before the podcast, but Casey, I didn't hear you confirm that. Did you not wash your hands before you ate too? No. Yes. Interesting. Not unless, yeah. I mean, okay. I would wash my hands if I had like recently touched an amphibian. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like I always did a very good job, but there was definitely the expectation that you would wash your hands before coming to dinner. Like, did I just flick them under the water really quickly a lot of the time? Definitely. Like, I, I lived outside most of the time. I'm not saying I was a ton cleaner than y'all, but... <laughs> Well, just Licking like them under the water is emphatically not washing your hands. We learned during COVID that if you don't sing the ABCs under like 115 degree water while scrubbing vigorously the first layer of your skin off, then you're going to kill all of your friends and family. I tell you so. what, I did feel bad during the first like month of COVID when like there was videos <laughs> about how to properly wash your hands. And I was like, I've never washed my thumbs in my life. Like <laughs> I've washed the other four fingers and my palms. I didn't. I just figured like, you know, the thumbs are kind of like from the knees down, like they just get washed by the water yeah. <laughs> just being there. <laughs> Even though they're what you grab all of your shit with. I'm sure you used utensils, but uh, I mean, if you for had, some like, stuff. <laughs> if you had like uh, chicken, like bone in chicken, talking drumsticks, you know, you're picking those bad boys up. We know it. We know you're not cutting that up with a fork and knife. No, no, that's true. But yeah, I was like, man, I, uh, I have probably been washing my hands, not saying wrong, but I've been doing a substandard job of washing my hands my entire life. Yeah. What's the food? Thumbs don't get a lot of attention for me either. Mm, I don't know. I feel like if I'm washing my hands, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of the thumbs, but I didn't often wash my hands. I remember unless, like, unless like I was saying before, an amphibian, of course, if, <laughs> if we, I would, we'd be over friends. This is what's funny. And I do this kind of shit as parent, as a parent now, but it's like, we'd be at a friend's house 
for dinner and their parents would be like you guys need to wash up for dinner and my parents would be like yeah what do you guys think you're doing like they'd like add on like like that's the expectation at our house too and it's like this is oh that's where you first learn to pretend that you're like (laughs) your family does stuff like other families you do learn that pretty like early on you go oh societal pressure says x so we're gonna now pretend like we do that and if your parents pretend i don't want to i don't want to be the kid that doesn't wash their hands because even your friends will be like you don't wash your hands you don't want to deal with that you don't want to deal with the you don't wash your hands from your other friends so you go yeah of course oh yeah we were just like so excited about dinner yeah i think you don't want to be perceived as gross when you're yes, a kid yeah like that's a bad moniker to get oh th- like i remember the first time i was like it got pointed out this is one of my homeschool groups I can also emphatically say that I remember this day vividly less because of the story I'm about to tell and more because I was concerned that I didn't set my VCR correctly to record the episode of Pokemon where, um, where Venusaur uses his like ultimate attack. And I, I just really wanted to see that episode. And I, in in homeschool co-op was during the time where new Pokemon episodes were airing. So like that was really important to me. And I think that that's why I remember this day better than any other day at homeschool co-op. But it was, uh, there was a kid who had like his finger under his fingernails where it was like just all dirt. It was like caked in there real deep. And these girls pointed that out. They're like, oh my God, your fingernails. Like what? And he was like, what? It's just, he had no idea. He didn't, it didn't register as, as wild. We were probably in um, probably 11 years old maybe um and they're like that's disgusting he's like what he's like it's just dirt like what do you what's the big deal it's just dirt and they're like yeah why is there so much of it under your fingernails and i don't know because i was weird. A yeah <laughs> it's weird thinking what about it now because afternoon he probably wasn't digging in the dirt with his bare hands that morning so it had plan probably, on laying your eggs. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, it's probably been there for a little while. But I remember, like, I feel like that is my first vivid memory of like knowing that my fingers were kind of probably fucking dirty too a little bit. But like, that was that's one of my earlier memories of the oh yeah wow that's nasty. Like you just jump in on it because you oh, don't yeah. want to be a fucking weirdo. So yeah, you just thinking about it, like I mean, I would be outside playing all the time. And, you know, like climbing trees and running around barefoot and doing all that stuff. And like, I definitely wasn't taking a shower or a bath every single day, no matter what. Right. Yeah, I was definitely going in and out of the house a lot. And I wasn't like washing my feet and my hands every single time I went in and out of the house. Like we were probably all really nasty. Look at your average eight year old. Just think like how gross gross. they are. All all eight year olds smell like sweaty palms. That <laughs> that's the population I work with, and they are nasty. Children are disgusting. They're constantly sticking their tongue out and like licking the boogers that are dripping out of their noses. The kids are so fucking gross, dude. It's like if you have to if you have to shake their hand or something like that. It's like petting a dog that lives outside most of the time. Yeah, they have, you're gonna have that like dusty feeling on your hands. Like your fingers like, turn ah. black and greasy after you're done touching them. Yeah, when you yeah. when you high five a kid, Did you and you roll feel, something. It feels like you just high five some like scotch tape. It's like not super sticky, but just sticky enough to feel the tug. The old craft single commercial. Kids, 
I, I try to stay away from little kids, but if I have to interact with them, like I tr- that's why fist bumps are pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to fist mess bumps up a fist are- bump. Thank you, society, for commissioning fist bumps as appropriate <laughs> greeting and uh, salutation. Do so. Okay. Do you remember a time growing up, like in school or whatever, where you suddenly had the realization that you stunk? Yeah. Yes. I, dude, I can tell you mine. I was working at VBS. Uh, I was doing the skits. I was in high school, and it was um, early high school, uh, early enough. I, I I feel like I was a late bloomer when it comes to like being stinky. Like I remember playing basketball and kids like reeking and being like, I don't, I legitimately just didn't really start to smell bad till later. And uh, so I was a late adapter to deodorant and shit, but I real, I knew pretty quickly when I needed to start using it. Um, and I, maybe I was 13 14 and it was one of the first times i remember that i had forgotten to wear deodorant and i I remember being like at my church had a sweatshirt on was feeling warm i took i went to the bathroom i was like gonna take my sweatshirt off and stuff um while i was in there because that's just when i realized i was warm and i did i started to take it off and realized that my armpit smelled so fucking bad that I was like, I can't take this off. And I remember like putting soap into my hands and trying to like wash my armpits oh. in the church bathroom. <laughs> you took a horse shower. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know I what totally to do. Like, I, I, so I, I just put my sweatshirt back on and like, I made sure my like elbows stayed against my rib cage, like a fucking chicken. Like, <laughs> Did they have like cans of Lysol or anything in the bathroom or like any of those like smell dispensers for no. getting rid of the poops? No, Time nothing. to find out if I'm allergic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, I was like, it was a feeling. It's like that mortified feeling of like, uh, this is social suicide. I'm about to walk. I'm about to walk out there and just, it's over for me. And I want to say that was the same VBS where like, because uh, churches are awesome about how they spend their money usually. And they're like, how can we make this more fun? And it was like a desert theme VBS. And we, we found a local camel owner to, to hire, to bring camels into the church Okay. Who's uh, a lo- what my local camel owner? What what I don't state know. is this in? This is Massachusetts. I didn't know. God, how did you pick just here. one? I yeah. Well, it was the prettiest of the camels. I mean, if you saw this camel. <laughs> and I can tell you that because I got to kiss this camel. That is what happened. So the kids had a competition uh where they were like had to whatever. I don't know if they were raising money, getting points. I don't remember how they did it, but it was pretty much like there was me and then the other person doing the main character in the VBS skits and each team had a person. And if the other team, if your team lost, you had to kiss the camel. It's like whoever um, showed the top of their head the most during the puppet show. Yeah. Lost. <laughs> Which I was. The, you had the tongue kiss the camel. around that time too. <laughs> uh, but this was independent of my puppetry. Don't, my puppetry and my acting. I was also on the puppet team. We should we should compare notes at some point. Yeah, yeah, I would like to. Uh, I, I would, classically trained puppeteer here. Classically trained. I don't know yeah. what school were you from. 
It's not, like Clown College, but for yeah. sock puppets. I can tell you weren't from the same one as me because I saw the top of your hand going up like that. It's, it should be the bottom. I know. I did it wrong. The jaw hinges. Oh, yeah, because it but, gives them that unnatural, like, yeah, you don't want their head <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's like they're getting face fucked. You don't want your puppet looking like they're getting face fucked is how it goes. Um, yeah. I also another memory yeah, from the one thing I went to the one puppet event I went to where you like, I don't know, it was a conference that my church paid for uh, the hotel that we stayed in. Uh, I watched a few good men. That's the first and only mm. time I've seen a few good men. And I watched the whole thing. And that was a impactful thing for me. Cause I still, have a very clear memory of that. But anyway, kiss this camel. Uh, camels have green spit. It's really awful. Their tongues are inc- like just they're wild. It's 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 horrifying. It's a I it's I think this might fall into the category of a slightly traumatic experience getting tongue punched by a fucking camel. <laughs> a camel with tartar. Oh my god. This, this camel had plaque. Because he I, he is a non-native camel that's addicted to beetle nuts. Yeah. I was afraid it was going to spit directly into my mouth, but it didn't. You camel uh, spit, or is that just llamas? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, it's camel a for spit. real thing. Yeah. yeah. We, I, we were told like the kids like don't get that close because like they'll just. Wait, where where were you supposed to kiss the camel on the lips? Yes, I went in at a Which church ones? event. Yes, dude. I was molested okay. by a camel at by a camel by a camel at church. It was I'm crazy. sure a jury would see you as the uh, as as the victim. victim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's one of those things that it, it's just man. Sometimes we ought to do an episode about like stuff from the 90s growing up in church. We're like, it's a good thing the internet didn't exist. Like stuff that I'm not saying it's good that that stuff happened. But I'm glad we have the stories before the internet existed to share it all and get it shut down immediately. Yeah, I had a picture of it. Um, it didn't quite capture the tongue action, but there was lip contact uh, in this picture. So, well, back to uh, realizing yeah. that you stink. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how we got here. I definitely remember. I don't remember the specific instance where, like, I noticed that. Oh no, I have body odor. You know, but I do remember like my mom going like, oh, it's time. It's it's probably time to start wearing deodorant. And so she just like gave me a stick of like my what my dad used. He always used that like speed stick, like oh, white, yeah. crappy smelling, like it gets residue on everything. Speed it stick. ruins yeah. your black T-shirt speed stick. And he did the musk scent every mm. time. It's uh, you just kind of smelled like. I don't know, like an old leather item at an antique store. And it was like, it was the opposite of antiperspirant. Like, I'm pretty sure it was perspirant. Like, it encouraged (laughs) you to sweat. And it was like, you you were just lubing your hinges with like a a stanky smelling slime. So like halfway through your day. Where they thought that if you sweat more, it just sweat the bad smell out. Like just no, we gotta like multiply the sweat. Yeah, similar dead. to bloodletting. Yeah, bad blood help. <laughs> exactly, bloodletting for stinky pants. Uh, and then that's why they like the, just drink a Gatorade and slather on deodorant. You'll be fine, dude. You your arms are so slippery though. Like the minute you started sweating, like like it was just it just felt like you had like baby oil in between your arms and your body, and you were just like slip sliding like crazy. It helped you slip out of those noogies that all the bullies tried to give you. 
He's like, whoop. Yeah, I mean, I guess there there's positive effects too. Nobody likes being noogied. Uh, I don't know if you have a story. I have a question, but Jeremiah, is there a moment where you realize you started to smell bad? No, I've been thinking I for body odor, no. I do have something for bad breath, though. Oh, let's hear um, it. That's good. That's well, real when, good. Well, it's not like a big story, but like, do you guys, have you ever had tonsil stones? No. What, no, I've heard about are. this. This is oh. when your bad breath like calcifies into gravel, right? Yeah, you basically get like mineral deposits in the back of your mouth. There's like little pockets and folds of skin and you get like these little white pebbles will get kind of embedded back there. And if and they grow they... from the top, they're stalactites. And if they grow <laughs> from the bottom, they're stalagmites. <laughs> and whichever direction they come from, they smell like death. It's like you wake up one day and all of a sudden your breath is just horrible and you can't fix it and you don't know what's going on. Um, and I mean, and these aren't that small either. Like they're, you know, they're smaller than like a kernel of corn. I'm trying to think of uh, maybe grains oh, man, of rice. Dude. I just got this like lump in my throat. <laughs> that is so gross. That is Wait, so how, gross. What do you do about it? What's the where solution? Do they, yeah, where do they come you from? To deep from throat your toothbrush. Getting <laughs> your toothbrush. Well, it, you need to scrub your esophagus. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing that plaque is. Um, it just gets built up like in these little pockets, like in the back of your throat. You know, it just, it just gets like built up there, just like it can build up on your teeth. And if they get built up in there, then it just becomes like a hard little stone just stuck in the back of your mouth. An abominable man pearl. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I wonder if I I feel like I might have had one of those before, but I like used like a toothpick to like scratch it off. That's that's basically what I did. Yeah. When I figured out when I figured out what it was, I, I had something softer than a toothpick. I don't remember what it was, but something like some extension. And I just gagged a whole bunch and got them out over time. Yeah, um, over like a day or two, but like it smells like death, and like you have a bad taste in your mouth, and your breath is bad. I was oh. just chewing minty gum as much as I could. It was it sucked. That's I never noticed a bad breath smell. <laughs> I feel like I've noticed having them once or twice in my life, and I was able to get rid of them. Maybe with, like, yours is like, just a calcified semen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to be fair, well, he I, had been working on that gag reflex. He just said, he was like, "Oh, I was gagging all the time." You're like, "Oh, okay, I see where this, I see where this is going." Like to be fair, I didn't know Your how long experimentation phase. Sure, sure. I didn't know how long they'd been there though. Like, I just knew the day that something smelled bad enough that, like, I was up in the mirror with a flashlight shining it down my throat, like, because I thought I saw something, and that's when I found them. Like, they could have been there for months, getting bigger and starting to stink. Like, you have no idea. I mean, it's kind of like having a cavity, right? Like you could go uh, between dentist visits. You could have a cavity the entire time and not know it if it's not causing you pain. That is so wild. Yeah, I can't think about it too closely or I'm going to be sick. It makes (laughs) Out of all the things, Casey will literally like extract maggots from the intestines of a dead deer out in the middle of the woods while holding his phone flashlight in his mouth just to get a couple of antlers to soak in acid and show off six weeks later. But talking about a little bit of buildup in the back of your throat makes him, makes him this uneasy. It's really interesting. Well, cause it's Pretty also much. something where like you, as soon as you know, they're there, of course your tongue is like trying to find them. Right. And as soon as your tongue finds yeah. it, then you can taste it. Uh, cause you're touching it with your taste, tongue. I, maybe I didn't have the same thing. I'm going to look this up after. Cause yeah. So I mean, yours was semen. Yeah, <laughs> it's it maybe it's making more sense than it is now. It was a pearl. My I was just 
Ugh. creating pearls in the back of my throat. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I, I Okay, do you have people in your life that have terrible breath that you like debate yes. telling all the time? Yes. Oh, yeah. I can think of a friend immediately where I'm like, if you're in the passenger seat and they're talking, you go, oh, God, I should probably say something. Yeah, yeah I, I have one of those. I'm, I'm gonna start- I, I feel so embarrassed for this person. Like, I know I should tell them, but it's just, you know, I mostly care about me. Yeah. And I- not having to handle that. I, 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 <laughs> that's why you just start now. It, when I think of these people and I think of those people who have gum on them and they go, anyone want gum? Are they saying that because there's a person in the vicinity that is that person and they're doing a neutral way of like, who would like it? Cause no one turned. I've never. So God bless that. Person. Yeah. I've never turned. Anytime anyone's been like, do you want gum? I've never said no. Like, of course you want gum. Right, on the uh, off chance it's you, you should just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But maybe I need to start carrying gum more often as like a self-defense tactic where you just go, you get in the car with them and it's like, oh, their breath is awful. You go, I'm going to pull out a piece of gum and you go, do you want a piece of gum? I've never met anyone who's turned down a piece of gum. Oh, I'll turn down gum. Why? Because it ruins whatever you're drinking. It's because you're always uh, drinking fucking code red Mountain yeah, Dew or some water. Tasty. It doesn't ruin water. Water still tastes. Like I don't want to drink mint, mint gum. Water's <laughs> even better. That's the most Casey response. Casey's the only adult I know who is like drinking things consistently that are ruined by gum. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, I know some adults that are drinking tea all day long, like, you know, just like Lipton unsweetened tea. And that would be pretty ruined as well. That ruins oh, your teeth. But... That's true. People um, who talk about tea, get out of here. Hey, I was drinking a lot of tea in January. I know. I, I momentarily forgot that you were a yeah. tea guy. I didn't talk about it too much. <laughs> I I feel bad about my dental hygiene because I've never had a cavity. I've never had any ma- major problems like that. My teeth were a little crooked though. And so about five years ago, um, I looked into getting Invisalign because my dentist told me that like my bite pattern and like wear patterns on my teeth would probably wear some of them out a little prematurely. And of course, because in this country, teeth are luxury bones <laughs> um, you know, replacing them is very expensive. <laughs> and so like Invisalign's not cheap, but but the dentist said, like, yeah, I think you can actually you can fix most of the most of the issues here if you do Invisalign. And I probably should have gotten braces when I was a teenager, but it wasn't that bad. So the dentist at the time told my mom, like, eh, it's up to you. You can do it or you cannot do it. And my mom at the time, I was very grateful. She was like, Yeah, let's not bother with it then. If it's not a big deal, you know, don't don't sweat it. Of course, in retrospect, I wish she had done it because, you know, everything's horrible when you're 16. So might as well just get braces over with then, too. Oh, um, yeah. Adult braces are seem obnoxious. But yeah. But are you familiar with how Invisalign works? Like they put dots yeah. on your teeth and then, you know, you, you have your teeth formed to this mold and then they print you all these uh, these, you know, trays that you have to click in and they click onto the dots on your teeth and they reshape your, your teeth. Oh, I didn't well, know it clicked in like that. I thought it was I thought it was more like a a mouth guard type thing no so so a lot of the ones you can go do online um like smile direct club or whatever those ones are just more like a mouth guard 
Invisalign, like you have to have a dentist install it. Like they were putting teeth colored dots on a bunch of my teeth and hardening them down with like a UV light. And like, if I didn't have the Invisalign things in, my teeth felt like serrated. Like it would actually cut up the insides of my lips. Um, But from five feet away, no one can tell you have them on and you feel like you have a lisp, but most people can't hear the lisp. So in that sense, it's really good. But anyway, the significant thing about it is you can't have them in when you eat, obviously. You can drink water, but that's it. Um, so if you take them out, like to eat lunch, when you're done, you have to floss, brush your teeth and gargle with mouthwash before you put them back in. Cause you get any food stuck in between the Invisalign or in your teeth, like it'll start stinking and be bad and whatever. And you have to clean the trays out pretty frequently. And like, if you do all of that, it's totally fine. But that meant I was flossing and brushing and using mouthwash and stuff like three times a day and being very particular about it because I wanted to make sure I wasn't like leaving food in the retainers. Yeah. And once I got used to that feeling of my teeth being that clean, I was like, Oh, I think my teeth have probably been terrible for like disgusting for years. (laughs) And like, you know, I I mean, I'm, I'm brushing every day. Like I was flossing the day before the dentist's office, like everybody else, like I was doing all the normal (laughs) stuff. And, but just by comparison, I'm like, oh, my teeth are like three times cleaner now. This is insane. So I feel like I probably had really bad breath for years. I'm guessing. I mean, maybe I didn't actually, but I you feel like I You could have been the bad just... breath friend. You could have been the guy. Yeah. You know what? Ugh. You get to a certain age, it's kind of like snoring. It's like, is it really a problem if it only affects your wife's happiness? <laughs> it, yeah, God, but the... That that's a that's such a a distracting smell. You're like I'm trying to have a conversation here with you, uh, and I can't. I can't do it. I can't think about what to say next because I'm like trying to control my breath. I'm trying to to breathe in when you breathe in, and breathe out when you breathe out. I'm trying to like sync up our breathing patterns in order to not be uncomfortable here. So a lot of your concentration goes to that. It's wild. I it's, I, and it can't be that these people just aren't having great dental hygiene. I think mine's just fine. I don't think mine's amazing, but when I do smell that, I go, have I ever been that? Is that me? And no one's saying it. Is no one saying that to me where I, I should know that about myself. Right. Yeah. So, I think that's always the worry is like, makes you self. I, I think the point of this is just be a bro to other people, you know, find yeah. a discreet way to tell them if it was you, you'd want to know. I would want to know if, if my, if, we're all like, oh, do I say something? I don't know because I don't want to make it weird. Right. But if you I want to know, I want to let me check you so bellet stones. Yeah. Have you ever been mad at somebody who told you, though, or frustrated that somebody told you? No. No, of course not. You'd be like, Great. oh my God, thank you. Now I and know. Socially anxious people who listen to this podcast, that's your cue. Just repeat that in the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been mad at someone who told me. I've never been mad at someone who told me. But, you know, there's always the chance they'll be mad at you specifically this time. So maybe keep it to yourself. Yeah. Hey, Perfect. Dude, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you smell like a turtle cage. <laughs> That's a distinct smell. Yeah. I turtles, amphibian. Uh, Those wait, are reptiles. Reptiles. Those are reptiles. That's their water that gets sticky. Because I do have a bearded dragon, also a reptile, and they don't have a scent at all. Bearded dragons have no scent, which is why other animals like uh, dogs and cats do not care about their existence at all. They don't, they don't They're really like a register for them. Lizard, right? Yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, also, don't get a bearded dragon. It's just a thing to have to take care of that doesn't show you love or affection. 
Unless you're a reptile person. I don't know. I'm not a huge animal person, but I have a lot of them against my will. It just happened to me one day. Uh, things just show up in my house and I have them. Uh, anyway, let's. Okay. This has been fun. Listen to us as Sam processes through. Maybe he didn't want kids. Okay. No. What's next? Dude, his dragon ends up dead over the next week. I'm no, no here's the thing. This is what I also hate about myself. Don't tell uh, us you're not going to murder your dragon. I, here's how we know I won't. This is a, this is something I do truly hate about myself. Is like I, I've had opportunities to get rid of it, like to rehome it, and I don't know if it's my ego. I don't know what it is. I go, of course we can't do that. You can't you can't get an animal and then get rid of it. It's just like this weird feeling that I have. Didn't you have a foster kid move out? No, he still lives with me. I, I he's twenty. It's about time. I mean. You know, he could. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He could. As the uh, words were leaving my mouth, I was like, ah, this is not, this is not a good thing no. to say. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I just, I can't get rid So even like uh, one of my dogs, his name's Albus. He is just riddled with anxiety. He's bit, uh, like nipped at. He doesn't really bite full blown, but he's terrified of new people. So he'll like, we have to put a muzzle on him when new people people come around or people doesn't know well and it takes them like five minutes ten minutes to be like oh okay i'm safe everything's good and then he won't get off of that person he's like this is now my new best friend and i never want to get off of them like you know it's just all these 180s anxious as a motherfucker dog drives me nuts it's hard to find people to want to watch him because he's just so needy and high maintenance and i'm like at the same time i, I don't really want him I don't, I don't, I don't always want him, but I go, I, I just feel like even I, I like my animal. I love my animals. I, but I fucking hate owning them. <laughs> it's where it sounds I've like Elvis would be a good police dog. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, yeah, maybe get, if he thinks you're an intruder, Albus uh, turns off the body cam, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, Oh my god! Like I, but I would never get rid of them. And I, one of the things, this, one of the things my wife likes to remind me of is that I have said that I. One of the reasons I hate him is that he's made me love him, and I fucking do hate him for that. So oh, man, isn't that, that every dad? That's yeah. every dad with a pet they didn't want though. Yeah, the pet like, always fuck wins. Fuck you! I all I insult him constantly. And dude, there are some things that my dog does that are pretty funny. Um, <laughs> what so if i get angry he knows immediately that i'm like it doesn't even if it's not directed towards him it's been directed towards him enough but i'm just like something pisses me off i'm a mumbler i like mumble shit under my breath when i'm mad and alone i'm like fuck this fucking shit so fucking goddamn tired of the fucking shit like you do that you do that and i start doing that and he looks at me he gets up from wherever he is and he goes and like hides under a bed all the time Mm. he unsnaps his whole what he what he unsnaps his holster yeah (laughs) or he'll like go and we have a bell at my back door that he rings and he wants to go out he'll like immediately go over and ring the bell and he stays outside until he doesn't think i'm mad anymore and it's pretty funny um sounds like the dog does a better job containing his emotions than you do oh Oh, uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) i need an outlet man that's what you're supposed to have a dog so you can kick it yeah try biting yeah, bite my dog. <laughs> be that person. I'll bite my dog when I get mad. Anyway, 
I don't. This is all. We don't need any of this. I don't know why we're, I even went. You would get rid of your bearded dragon, but you've become addicted to pooping into sawdust. Yeah, that's right. I, you every, won't have I, a reason to buy it anymore without drawing it, suspicion. We went from turtles being reptiles, not amphibians, to me owning a bearded dragon, to me hating my animals, to me talking about the dog I have that I hate. Here we are. We did it. Uh, now I want to talk about something else. Um, I like. I'd love, I'd love when celebrities get saved. Uh, they just, they need, like, because it becomes who they are. They, they got to talk about a lot. We've seen a few lately. Um, Shay Dozer is a, uh, a stand up comic. He, he, I think what's notable about him is he's got like a bunch of face tattoos. He's like full tatted up. Oh, is he the guy with like the tattoos like on his neck and stuff too? Yeah, he's got the dagger on his face. Um, I'm not guy. familiar with he's this a, guy. He's a funny comic. Um, and you know, I saw him on TikTok maybe a couple of years ago, where or reels or whatever, a couple of years ago, because he would joke about that. Like he's getting into stand up, and he's like, "You can't go up in front of a crowd of people and not immediately address the elephant in the room," which is that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking him up. This is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he he would make jokes about, you know, ruining his life. And the only opportunity left for him is stand up comedy once you fucking tattoo your face and shit like that. So but he's a funny guy. Um, but he released a post recently on Instagram where he like he's Catholic. Uh, he got full blown saved. Oh, well, that doesn't thing. count. Catholic doesn't count. Oh, he's he's a sincere kind, it seems. Uh, but oh, that's okay. fine. I think it was Catholic either way. Um, then the other one, which this isn't super surprising. He's been on his spiritual journey for a minute. We see Shia LaBeouf gets, he's Catholic now too. Um, a lot of people finding Catholicism, ex evangelicals went Catholic. Everyone's just like, Oh, it's beautiful. If you can forget about the priests molesting kids part. Um, but the one that's fun to me recently is, um, the LA Inc star, uh, Kat Von D recently got saved uh and she's just doing some fun stuff with it um here's just a i mean i have a goofy article from you know there's a few articles written about it um but a tattoo artist kat von d this is a unilad article unilad's probably a bunch of horse shit uh but it's like the people kind of horse shit where you're like this is what we want when we're talking about celebrities just like bad writing picking at the dumbest stuff so uh all right, so it says Kat Von D is asking people to pray for herself and her husband amid a surge of backlash over her decision to become Christian. <laughs> Clearly, she's not a Calvinist um, since it's her choice. But there's a uh, I also love that it's her decision. The backlash over her decision to become Christian means that she not only gets to experience salvation and joining the one true faith, but also already and immediately getting the joy of being persecuted for that faith. I think that's, that's beautiful and validating that she made the right choice. Uh, so some fun things about it, right? It says, uh, she has since been candid about her faith, though she's been targeted by trolls criticizing her decision to embrace religion or arguing that she doesn't quote unquote, look Christian due to her fashion or style. Well, choices. Uh, where are you reading this from? This is from Unilad. Oh, okay, okay. So this is a normal... Yeah, just like a people a kind of source. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. 
Cat uh, opened up about the impact of such comments during an appearance on Relatable Podcast, uh, where she explained that while her husband, musician Raphael Reyes, has supported her on her journey, he's not chosen to become a Christian himself. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Um, but I think what's kind of cool, or not cool, I think what's interesting is that Kat Von D, obviously she's known as like the LA Inc. person, fully tattooed, whatever. Um, she has decided to start like blacking out all of her tattoos. Which to be fair, I think that's becoming a much more common thing it's, lately. Yeah. Yeah, and she doesn't seem like she's blacking out all of them. It's like ones that she says she doesn't they don't represent her yeah. new her her latest form, I guess. Which this okay, but so I think this is a fun or interesting conversation because blacking out tattoos that don't align with who you are now is kind of like the, the it, it's isn't that just getting tattoos when you're young? I mean, I so <laughs> we've talked plenty of times about how we had some of the worst ideas possible for the kinds of tattoos we could have gotten in our 20s, like Bible verses, this or that. Uh, and we didn't. We avoided getting tattoos. And thankfully, I'd, I would have a lot I might want to cover up now. Well, you um, said we avoided getting tattoos. I, I do have tattoos. I don't know about you guys. Did you, do you have religious tattoos? Uh, no, that no. Or, and if you, yeah. So, oh, okay. So I mean. yes, yeah, all the ideas I had for tattoos when I was 17, whether religious or not, I'm very glad I didn't get any of them because they all suck. Yeah. You don't um, think I all lives get... matter is a religious tattoo. Oh man. <laughs> Casey, you guys know PRS guitars, right? Uh-huh. You know, the bird inlays. Yes. I wanted to get the bird inlays on my, on my forearm. And I did not own a PRS at any point. <laughs> I do now. I didn't have one then. And I I wanted to get that tattooed on my forearm. And I am so glad I did not do that. I was never a good enough guitar player to, get, to do that. That would have been lame, but also ambiguous enough that like you could have passed it off. Right. But I probably would have like, I wouldn't have blacked it out. I would have replaced it with something else, which I guess is what you're talking about, Sam. But I don't know. That's, she was really heavily tattooed, right? Like it's probably more than you could actually tattoo over. Probably blacking out is um, the, the only, only option. option. I guess what's so fascinating to me is that you're like, I've made this change in my life and I'm diving into it a hundred percent. So I'm going to make like, I'm going to make the irreversible decision to black out everything I have in my body that no longer aligns with who I am now, which whatever people can have different feelings about the tattoos they have. I have heard of so many people who got quote unquote saved later with their tattoos. They're like, this is just part of my story, whatever. I think again, to me, all I'm hearing is that people need to stop getting tattoos that are meaningful. Just stop doing that forever. <laughs> the only thing you can do, the only tattoos of meaning that anyone should get is dead family members because you can't hate them someday they can't ruin it for you so, no that's not that's not true you <laughs> yeah you find out your it. grandfather was a nazi you're like ah fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah so i i don't feel like that's really safe how how many times have you found out something uncomfortable about a uh, dead family member and honestly never i have some ideas of like things that would be dope like my grandfather was an artist turning some of his stuff into a cool tattoo uh it's like 
my grandfather isn't going to disappoint me at this point. I know my grandfather's story. I, I know that my, my aunts and uncles don't have the same, all have the same fondness for him because in, when they were growing up, he wasn't, he really just wasn't a great dad. Um, but he did 180 his life, uh, later that didn't, that's not enough for some of them, but, uh, it's whatever it, my relationship to him is fine. I know who he is and what he's about. My grandmother. Yep. Um, or my kids, right. I know for a fact, I'm going to love my kids forever. Even if, you know, they like lame things later on or some shit like that does not extend to the dog. No. So I will not get a tattoo of my dog, Uh, but kids and dead family members that you already have a fondness for. I love the idea of somebody getting a tattoo of like their mom's face and be like, yeah, she was just right. She was my hero. She was a veteran. Uh, was in Iraq and then like finding out afterwards that she was the lady in the pictures at Abu Ghraib. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. No. So like, at this point, it's like, if you're going to get that for me, it's just like, find a cool artist, find some cool art shit that looks dope shit. That's not going to not look dope later. It doesn't have to have meaning. I don't just all this that. And that was me when I was young. Oh, all these, ta- I don't want a tattoo unless I can find something that's truly meaningful as though like branding your body with something meaningful changes the way you've ruined your body. I think it's people just want to feel like, because they're going to get criticism from some people for getting a tattoo. So if you say it's something meaningful or if it is something meaningful, you can kind of circumvent some of that of like, well, I'm so dedicated to this thing or I care so much about this thing that like you cannot like that you that I got a tattoo, but you can't criticize the meaning behind it versus when someone's like, I sure. got these I got these uh, tribal things around my arm because it looks sick. Like there's not or I got the hey. monster logo or I know a guy who got the Ram, <laughs> the Dodge Ram logo as a tramp stamp. Dodge Ram right. like, stamp. Hell there's yeah. not a whole lot you could do about that, right? Like people have the right to kind of judge you. It's your body, but it's okay for people to judge you. But like, you know, if you get a Bible verse or something, you're like, it's for my grandmother who died. It kind of circumvents a little bit and people like, you can't be a total dick about it. You are right. It does deflect awkward conversation or people being like, why did you do that? that that's true. It's a good point. Uh, I'm I think 35. white people should only get kanji letters. Yeah, kanji letters. Okay. Uh, I'm 35 and I finally got my first tattoo over February vacation here. And it is not meaningful to me in any way, shape, or form. It's the songbird from Bioshock Infinite. Very strange I, philosophy that you've adopted here. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty dope. Can like two we see weeks it? after, what? Well, a week after your first tattoo. What? A, no, no, I've had this philosophy. I feel like I even mentioned this on the podcast before, but maybe not. But I have been saying this. This whole stop with the meaning, the the quote unquote meaningful tattoo, because that's a red herring. You go, what's if? Because what people want is a tattoo. That's what they want. They, I want a fucking tattoo. And how do I justify it? Find something meaningful. And then they change their mind about shit later and they go, ah, fuck. Now I'm stuck with this thing. Are you worried that your dad's not going to pay your tuition if he sees it? (laughs) I wish my dad was paying my tuition. I would, uh, I would have, if my dad told me he would pay my tuition, if I got whatever tattoo he wanted me to get, I would have done that. That would have been meaningful. (laughs) Well, Kat Von D is, uh, yeah, she's taking a lot of heat online. She is. I was just kind of looking at the uh, comments under 
that she posted a video. It says uh, 17 sessions, almost 40 accumulative hours hours yeah. later. We are about 80% done with blacking out my body. So she's doing the whole thing? Most I, of it. I it's, think she's unhappy it, yeah. with most of her tattoos because she thinks they now represent like witchcraft and shit like that. Did I mean, did they? Do you have pictures? I'm sure she's been photographed enough. There's pictures of yeah. the other stuff. Is she going the witchcraft know. route? She did. She denounced witchcraft when she got saved. That, Was she promoting witchcraft before? Get behind. <laughs> that, that feels like a, a, something that a 50 year old mom does. How old is Kat Fonte? <laughs> oh, good question. Oh, uh, she's got to be. She's probably older than us, I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah, she has she to be. Is. She was famous in the early aughts. There's uh, 9,800 comments on this post, by the oh way. Oh, my gosh. So what are people so mad about? Like that she's like turning her it's back on tattoos? Just, it's mostly just the same stuff as always. Uh, she's like, 41. Like, oh, wow. Some white girl commented, therapy is easier, cheaper, and nicer. And then it's just like the onslaught of comments underneath fighting with her. She found God. Didn't you read her post? Seems like you'd know, but it's clearly not working. Maybe a refund and better vibes. That is her therapy, and she doesn't care if it's cheaper. She's got more and more money than you could ever dream of. Oh, I love those comments. Those are dude, the comments on Instagram posts are always ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's the new YouTube for sure. It's the contest to have the worst least informed take possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seventeen sessions, forty hours, eighty percent done. I've um she said um was addressing why she chose to cover her tattoos rather than laser remove them, which well, yeah, I think she could probably That's like it. super painful. Rough, yeah. isn't it? I actually did start lasering tattoos in Although I think laser tattoo removal is effective, I pers- it personally wasn't I don't think it'd be good... effective at your entire body, though. That would be years and years and yeah. years of like just burning your body. That's that would be I, horrible. I wasn't a good candidate considering how much coverage I wanted to remove. Uh, laser is a slow and extremely painful process that, depending on your tattoo, can take more than 10 sessions, including long healing periods in between. Flash to a clip of Anakin in the lava. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think at a certain Just point, like, like you, you, oh my gosh, I don't think that's even possible to do for that many, though. Like, no, laser, is, laser removal is a Just looking very... at Jeffree Star, she's like, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's horseshit, though, to me, is, and not to her, obviously, but I think that she, God, I don't know, I can't project, I guess. I... I wouldn't be shocked if she changes her mind again later about something, but she goes explaining why she wouldn't be covering up her tattoos. Von D admitted that she no longer wanted to be reminded of them on a daily basis. Well, guess what? You will still be reminded of them on a daily basis. When you look at your blacked out body and go, why did I do this again? Oh yeah. To cover up things that I, yeah, hate. but but you won't see the specific ones though. Like <laughs> it, it, when you have that much of your body tattooed, you're going to forget, like once you're not seeing them anymore, you'll forget about some of the smaller ones and stuff. I'm sure. Like I I'm, I'm not just trying to be contrarian. Like, I think there is some logic to that. Like whatever her reasons are, it just kind of sucks because she's made her career off being heavily tattooed. Yeah. So I wonder what she'll do next. I don't dude, know. What I, if she goes full on like Mennonite doily girl, no pants, no makeup sort of thing. And then has to like dismantle her makeup empire. Oh, that'd be so sick. I would love, to, would I would like to awesome. see her commit that hard. Uh, in regards to people asking about the blackout, she said, I, I also really love the aesthetic. I know it's not for everyone. 
but it is very satisfying to see me to see a clean slate when I look down onto my arms. I, yeah, it's not for everyone. I look at blackout and go, what, what, what? I, I don't, I truly can't begin to understand that direction. It makes very little sense to me. It's like, I fucked up my whole body that I have to just like hit the erase button. Just, ah, it's like when you're a child and you're doing a picture and you color outside the lines too much, you just fucking scribble all over that shit until it's unrecognizable. That's what I think of when I think of blackout. (laughs) I fucked it up too bad. Fuck. (laughs) I know somebody who'd like to scribble over, uh, some, uh, some sketches that they did recently. Yeah. So, is this a good pivot? Is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's as close as it's going to come anyways. Um, so what Brian Houston, who is he the founder yes. of this song? He's the son of the founder, I believe, right? No, I think Brian. Houston's uh, yeah, I think I think you might be right, because his dad was the one that they had to, like, cover up. Uh... Right. I think his dad already stepped down. Hillsong founder Brian Houston. Yeah. Oh, I guess Joel Joel Houston's his son, isn't he? Joel Houston's yeah, the one that he, ran like he okay. stepped down, but he still apparently steps up from time to time. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So he did step down from the church, but he's still tweeting. <laughs> he's still a conservative thought leader, possibly guest pastor. We got a guest speaker today for the fifty second Sunday in a row. My father, That's Brian like Houston. When someone steps down, like from being the CEO of a company because of impropriety, and now they're just a consultant. Yeah, they're just a ninety percent shareholder. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what? Uh, what did Brian Houston get up to? I'm sure he's just enjoying his retirement, laying low, being chill, right? Oh yeah, definitely trying to be chill. This is chiller this than is he's my, ever been. This is my favorite screw up. Yeah, this is like the it's it's so fun when it happens, or because, like when somebody accidentally likes a photo of something <laughs> they're not supposed to be seeing. Yeah. And and his is, as you'll get into it, but I'm just going to do the preface. His is the most like boomer way to fuck up. You know, I think that's what's so fun about it. He, yeah. So he posted a tweet that just said, ladies and girls kissing. It's <laughs> 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 so like a third grader typing naked <laughs> ladies into Google. Like. I think that was my first search when my parents left the house and I was 13 years old. That was the. <laughs> and this dude, how old is Brian Houston? I got to find out. So, how are we supposed to interpret him saying, he said, Casey, can you read it again? <laughs> he said, uh, he said, I think it was it was just ladies and girls kissing. That's yeah, it. what's the difference between ladies and girls in this context? Girls are younger than ladies. He's looking yeah, this that's, dude that's is seventy. He likes years a matronly old. figure in his in his video, apparently. So he's seventy years old and he wants to see uh I, what I'm dude, just I, trying I, to think of the like, way you would categorize this. Uh ladies and girls translate uh MILF kissing teens is that yeah st- stepmom lesbian <laughs> something or other yeah okay so, so he tweeted it then what happens he realized <laughs> his mistake like 15 minutes later and deleted it but it was far too late <laughs> the internet had done what the internet always does 
Dude, it's so funny. It's such a 70-year-old thing to type. And, like, you could just... I mean, I, I feel like you could see, like, uh, Biden accidentally posting yeah. that. For, like, oh, his... <laughs> how fucking good would that be, dude? But Biden's not an idiot. He doesn't probably ever use his own phone. Like, I, I doubt he's ever tweeted anything himself directly. That's why you have teams for that type of thing. Yeah, probably not. I'm not sure he even breathes on his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That was good. Uh, yeah, I love it because it's like you're 70 years old and you thought you were Googling something. He probably even thought he put the safe search on. But it's just that his um, his not safe search he, uh incognito mode but he really just had his uh twitter account on night mode <laughs> <laughs> he probably had his thumb over the webcam like as he was typing it yeah a little Which piece I'm just of- trying to think of like what what series of events would lead you to think that the twitter new post thing is a search bar like, I know people do that type of stuff on Facebook, right? Like, it makes a little more sense on Facebook because the new post thing is an open text box right below the search bar. It's embarrassing when someone does it. But, like, you know, it's an older person. You can kind of understand. Like, it doesn't not look like a search box. I feel like there's a lot more steps involved on Twitter. Like, I, I don't tweet a whole lot. But, like, you have to hit the new tweet button. Then you have to type. Then you have to click post. Like, it's not like it's just an open now- box waiting for you to type. Is this on phone? I wonder if, I mean, I don't know what it looks like on, if he's using it on a computer. I, I've rarely seen it on a computer, but I don't know. I mean, he's 70. He fucked up. And 16 minutes later, it says he, um, was it, uh, it was deleted 16 minutes later, but not before it had been seen by some X users who posted scathing responses. Uh, and eventually, that <laughs> eventually he, a statement said, rest assured, we're working on discovering how P.S. Brian. What's P.S.? Is that pastor? I've never seen an abbreviation for pastor before. I'm not sure. They're Australian, so who knows? Uh, P.S. Brian was hacked. Our team has ascertained that someone logged into his account from a location within the USA. We've cha- <laughs> a middle school boy who was trying to avoid his parents catching him looking at porn. <laughs> it's like it's like when somebody's obviously lying to you, so they had to add like they add like extra details that just yes. to like try to legitimize the That's, lie. Dude, I watched Lie to Me. I watched that shit for a season or two, and they're like, the more details you add, the more likely it is. Like if it's like that's it. It's like. Oh, it was, and then we did that, and it's like, you get too detailed, and that means you've made the whole fucking story up. Just to be the devil's advocate, and I don't, uh, I don't know You're doing it about, again. I know, I don't know Just anything about this. the motherfucker. Situation. He's a 70 year old piece of shit who molested kids. Let's go, dude. D- did he, I, he directly molest. molest kids? I know. I okay. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, let's, let's rag on him for the stuff he actually did, or we know that he did. But no, just to be the devil's advocate, because this type of stuff does happen from time to time, where like, if I'm assuming he doesn't have a social media team still if he's not the head of the church anymore. Like, but there are definitely scenarios. um, I'm trying to think there was a politician a few years ago where someone on like a social media intern was logged into multiple accounts at the same time and did post a hot take that was supposed to be on their own account, but was on the politician's account. And of course they get fired and you know, all that stuff happens. Like it's not like this doesn't happen from time to time. It just doesn't doesn't seem like this would be a scenario where there's like, 
the team, you know, had some fire tweets to run with for Pastor yeah. Brian, and this one just accidentally got sent out there incorrectly. If, if it is, it is the funniest prank. Oh, it is. Of all time. Yeah, well, honestly, I mean, fantastic. So I mean, I would also, because he's 70, it's not impossible that he was hacked because his password's probably horrible and he probably doesn't have two-factor authentication on. Like, I would also have zero problem believing that a 70-year-old's password's like P. Houston or something like. Hillsong was wrong 666. Yeah. <laughs> we also know that the older you get, the more you turn in, do you like go back it's like a circle of going like i'm a child i'm a child i'm a young man or a woman i'm an adult i'm an adult and then you kind of go back to being a child again you say childish things like i hang out with my with my uh wife's grandfather who's in his 90s and he's he's you know sometimes you feel like you're sometimes it's like in my I'm having similar conversations with I with him that I am with my children at this point, you know, where you're like it does come full circle the older you get. Now, 70s isn't 90s, but he's it's a trajectory, right? And you're you're moving in that direction. Maybe he's got all his faculties, but that that sounds very much like uh like the kind of search a 70-year-old man would do if they haven't had a lot of experience in searching for things that still make them hard. Ladies and girls kissing. Yeah. <laughs> they have now, a right to defend themselves. <laughs> what I think is really interesting about this is um, after they said he was probably hacked, I mean, Casey, do you have what they what they did next, what they posted? Uh, there is an amazing catch-all. Uh, well, it said, rest assured we're working on who on discovering who hacked him, blah, blah, blah. But I like this one. This is a nice catch-all to like just to really make room for Grandpa to make a couple more mistakes. He goes, uh, our team has ascertained that someone logged into his account. Oh, what wrong one? Please, uh, please disregard anything that seems out of the normal. For your <laughs> safety, remember, Pastor Brian does not contact anyone privately. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that could be nudes. <laughs> yeah, that could be exactly what it sounds like. Or honestly, it could be somebody being like, let's see how much money we can get. Like, hey, it's Pastor Brian. I need you to Venmo me a seed gift. Yeah. The Lord real quick. <laughs> but didn't they and also. You shall receive a seed gift from oh me my. personally. Um, Pastor they... Brian has send me nudes at the top of his clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they also, though, tweet out like a. Um, you know, somebody tried to compromise the account, that type of thing with like a screenshot of an email that was for a different Twitter account that just sounded similar. I, I need don't, to, I'm not I sure. I need to look this up. I need to look this up. Hold on. Sorry. I, I didn't realize. I, no, I, I just, I, sorry, you took me off guard. I, I didn't realize we were talking to someone who was like on his defense team. And that's just what threw me. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to more. is truly the Holmes to your Hannity. Yes. Oh my. This is the, <laughs> right, but who's Hannity? Am I the frog or the cunt? Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I have well, another. Uh, we'll leave I, it in. I actually have two interesting technology-related stories here. Too first one short, but um, it says AI robots copy bishops' voices to con nuns out of thousands in terrifying scam. And it's basically like someone used AI to straight up like Nigerian prints a bunch of nuns <laughs> out of thousands of dollars. Damn. That just came up in a conversation at my uh, in-laws tonight because uh, my wife's grandmother is just 
that typical elderly person who the only reason I talk about my wife's grandparents versus mine is all of mine are dead. Uh, I'm sure they'd fall for the same things, but uh, they she's been scammed several times where like people call and say, we need your credit card because something's happening. And, oh, that one got declined. Can you, do you have another one? And she just like goes through <laughs> all of her credit cards and gives. It's <laughs> not funny, but it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's honestly really funny. Um, but what's we real? What I mentioned tonight when we were over my in laws that we thought was so funny is like someone had mentioned similarly like if at at some point I feel like we're gonna deal with she's gonna get calls from her quote unquote grandchildren and it'll just be like an AI scam. That is exactly what this is. Yeah, that's what. So they maybe they heard this and that's what made the connection. But I was like, the irony of that though is what's so funny is. No matter what, like I, we were over there last weekend and you know how sometimes you get mailed those dollar bills and it's like, but you can send it back. And if you send it back, like that seed money for this, that, have you guys ever seen that where you're mailed? I've heard of it. Um, Yeah. The normal, the normal mailing like pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's not mail fraud. It's just, it's a, you know, they, I, I was in one for pencils. (laughs) <laughs> I got pencils from around the world when I was Pencil a kid. And I think like the commemorative quarters, same thing with those. Yeah. So she gets it and she's like, well, it's wrong to keep it. I should send it back. We're like, no, they want you to send it back. Don't send it back. Keep the fucking dollar. It's not a big deal. She's like, couldn't understand why it was like, not why it mattered. Like she was just so fixated that she had to send it back. Cause she doesn't want whatever they're selling we're like yeah sending it back is giving them it's kind of that's you're just on the on the fishing line still at that point so we're having this back and forth and i'm like i mean she's been scammed so many times like she someone reaches out it's like tech support eight seven six five four three at aol.com and she's like well they're from aol.com of course they they need my credit card information to help me with the aol account that i have Dude, she was paying $70 a month for an AOL account for 20 years before we finally fucking realized it like six Not or seven for years. For internet or yes. just an AOL no, account? Just an okay. AOL account. She paid $70 a month. It well, it wasn't probably it had the price had gone up, but she was by the time we realized it, my wife helped her get cancel it and figure out what was going on. But yes, she was paying $70 a month for an AOL account that she just didn't need. Um, what, what what does that come with? Nothing. It comes with an AOL email that means not, that doesn't do anything. Um, she was the only one left still had that account. Yeah. But what's so funny is... Um, you could forward email straight to your pager. She's one of the women... She's one of the most stubborn people on the planet. No matter what you say, you're wrong. You say it and she disagrees. You know those naysayer types? And I said, I was like, we were talking about it tonight. I'm like, holy shit. It's incredible. She will absolutely believe anything anyone says who calls her if they call her and ask her for a credit card number. But if her family tells her anything, they're completely wrong. 100%. She will never listen to anything anyone says, but she'll be scammed by a complete stranger constantly. That's got to I love like my that, bearded dragon more than her. That's that, that generation. I feel like where it's like, I know everything. My family is just dumb. I raised them. I'm smart. And then it's just like, someone with a fraudulent email or like, like a this uh, any sort of 
phone scam calls and they're like yes take all take all my money I'd well, isn't that called like powdered butt syndrome or something like once you've powdered someone's butt when they're a baby you don't want their opinion on money yeah sex, yeah politics <laughs> like i haven't heard that term but that's exactly it that's why i stopped that's why like last time i saw my dad and he uh he he says something like uh we're talking about, I don't even know what we're talking about. Beagle. That's just because they're poisoning the water. They're pumping us full of vaccines the second we come out the womb. And my mom goes, who's they? And he's like, they, the, 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 the imperial the, day the government. And you're like, and then I just sit there. I just, as soon as he goes that direction, I just pull out my phone and look at it. <laughs> I, I just ignore it. I'm like, he, he doesn't care what I have to say. We've I've established that because we've had too many arguments. I it's do like, like that. Like I wonder how you managed to like skirt the uh, the total compliance like programming. Yeah, you and your infinite wisdom. You you got all the vaccines when you were born, and you drank that water for fifty years. But now somehow you're the bastion of enlightenment. Come on, dude. <laughs> Well, this is, so it says that uh, these con men have been using artificial intelligence to alter their voices and faces, which is pretty crazy. They're actually doing this like video wise too. Uh, That's to really kind of scary. Yeah, religious leaders and beg for money for operations in Spain. The Guardia Civil Police Force said that up to fifteen convents in the southern province of Jane have been targeted in the last few weeks. Uh, one posing as the Bishop of, Bishop of Jane, Sebastian Chico, telephoned several nuns asking them to transfer 5,000 euros to pay for surgery. Uh, a covenant in Torah de Gemino, Gemini, nope. You didn't practice for those the trick beforehand. And handed over 2,500 pounds. In the coastal town of Almeria, the bishop's office warned that fraudsters are using artificial intelligence technology to achieve the most perfect imitations of voices and, in the case of videos, even the face and gestures of the impersonated. Yeah. And here's a nun that was too smart for this guy. So it says, one nun said she told a fraudster who telephoned her and introduced himself as the Bishop of Jane, you're not Don Sebastian, your voice is very hoarse. But she said he replied, yes, I am. I need the money for an operation on my throat. And you got to like a guy who can think on his feet. Flawless <laughs> logic. Flawless. I guess she's never heard of laryngitis. My voice sounds scratchy, but if I have a surgery, it'll be fine. Dude, the, the, this is on the Daily Star, and it's just a total trash site. Uh, it says, read next. Enraged camel bites owner's head off before villagers exact brutal Dude, revenge. That could have happened to me. <laughs> I could have got my head bit off by a camel. Sam, show make out with that camel. And it, yeah, it, Sam, it, you would have been a legend. I mean, you'd have been dead, but you'd have been a legend. The kid who got like, you'd be an urban legend for like the whole United States. You probably would be like. Camels would probably go extinct in the United States because of you. How cool would that be? Hunt them for their humpbacks, dude. I mean, they got to be some good, good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's crazy, though, that like we've been hearing for like the last like five years that, oh, AI is coming. AI is coming. It's going to be scary. It's going to do all these crazy things. And you're you just get to a point where you're like, yeah, OK. All right. Well. I guess we'll deal with that when it gets here. And now it's like every two days, 
there's another terrifying story where it's like AI in war game simulation launched every nuke in the country. Yeah. Like <laughs> AI tricked owner into falling in love with it. And then uh, I don't know, uploading it into uh, the CIA database or something. I don't know. It's just like a different scary story like every day about AI now. And it's always like with just like regular ass people. But that's all. It just needs enough regular ass people things for it to continue to build upon itself, right? Like, oh, we learned that like a person with an IQ score of less than X can fall in love with you in 40 sentences or less. You know, they're just like, it's all just a fucking, all we are is a math problem at this point. Yep. Yeah, it knows how to put in the cheat codes. <laughs> We're just dealing with the real life game shark. <laughs> AI's AI's turned on God mode and it's just wrecking <laughs> us already. Dude, do you remember the first time you played a game where you could turn on the invincibility mode and realize that that like, you're like oh fuck yeah, and then you do it and you're like, oh shit, this game suddenly is not any fun. Yeah, yeah. 10 well, it's like later. also you felt like you're getting away with something. Like in Age of Empires, I was like, there's cheat codes. You can get like cars with rocket launchers, and then you think about <laughs> it later, you're like, well, they had to program those into the game like i don't think that's a cheat i think it's just an easter egg like it's just a fun thing they put in there like it's not magic dude age of empire i spent a lot of time on age of empires man you can still play it they uh they did remasters like remakes of one and two they're on steam that's well i don't have a pc that could well it's pretty probably i guarantee the requirements are pretty low for it but i have a pretty shitty laptop that i use for school so i don't imagine it would play it well but I, dude, there was so, that game was so fucking fun. I I feel like I learned more about history through that game than I did from anything I learned in high school. That's probably true. I don't know if that's worse for your high school or good for Age of Empires, but I also made the same justification to my parents when I wanted to buy it, so I'm not going to argue with you. Well, if they wanted me to learn more about history, I, we needed an American history version of Age of Empires. You know, mm, mm. that would I would have learned so much more because the implications was, of that could get a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're right. You're, you know what? I didn't. It's think called it Clash of away. Brothers. There's only two teams. The They're Civil exactly War is like uncomfortably yeah, black. Sam picks know? the same one every time. <laughs> the tech tree is uh, the same between both of them, except one side has the worst submarines <laughs> that you've ever heard of. And one side has completely free, like, labor. You know, you're just like, this isn't fair. How, how are we going to compete? How am I going to compete with that? I have to mine shit? Fuck this. I'm the South now, bitch. I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh man oh my god okay so i have one more story here whoa dude we're coming this in one uh, stories tonight so this is an interesting i had never heard of this guy so we've talked about uh catholicism right and catholicism was pretty lame like your entire life and now it's like people are getting back into it but in a more mild way and it's kind of whatever you know it's it's ritualistic and it's sort of a it's almost more of a discipline than whatever but yeah they do it they'll go to confession they still do all the same like i mean i don't know a catholic really that goes to confession regularly at this point um 
it, yeah, it feels like an aesthetic thing at this point or, or like a grounding practice. But like we know like how Catholics feel about birth control and the people I know who have shifted in that lane aren't like, yeah, I believe that now too. Like they kind of just like went Catholic but did the pick and choose thing, mm-hmm. which isn't really like – I wonder if they – they probably haven't done any like sort of conf- confirmation, right? I imagine a lot of people who have switched to Catholicism, they just started going. I, I wonder. I think there's a big wing of Catholicism that's not quite so militant about some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. I don't but know. there is a militant wing. Um, it's a lot smaller than evangelicalism. I mean, there's not that many people taking Catholicism that seriously. It seems like, you know. But I- that is, but there are a few. Go like I had a friend whose wife is Catholic, and he had to uh, technically convert, which he was happy to do because he didn't really care enough. But like, and actually found again, this is another person who found the aesthetic appealing and was into it, who grew up evangelical, Southern Baptist, and it's like, it's like in order to do that, it's like oh, you got to go through this like big thing. You had they had to talk to their priest about birth control and what they're gonna do. Like, I don't know. I feel like the priests like they're. I mean the schooling it's all very the it's the same it's pretty it's not like you could find like random any like christian university evangelical university and get slightly different things like catholicism is very like it is very structured i don't know because that's this guy's whole thing with it so have you guys ever heard of somebody named michael voris i have i don't think so no so he's kind of the uh He's like the Charlie Kirk of Catholicism. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Just as cool and similar predilections. So <laughs> this guy, he so he kind of like made a name for himself as like a, a, you know, a far right, very conservative, you know, politically active, militant Catholic who's like, a, you know, he tells it like it is and he's not ashamed of being Catholic. And, uh, you know, they, they belong to the real church. This is mm. God's government. Like I went back and watched some of his old videos this evening with April. And like, it was a lot of stuff like, you know, are Catholics the only ones that go to heaven? Oh, you know, so what we like, grew up with. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very similar. It's like, an, it's very, uh, it mirrors a lot of the, like, you know, conservative evangelicalism tropes. Right. Uh, he's been very outspoken about, you know, all the big ones. So very anti-gay, LGBTQ. Now, the Pope um, actually shifted on that recently, didn't he? Yes, and he does not like the Pope. Well, you can't. Okay, now he's okay. Well, I mean, do you have a choice as a Catholic? Are you even really Catholic if you're just going to just family members that are like hardcore Catholics and they don't think there's been like a legit Pope since... I don't, I can't remember. What? Oh, they're the sovereign what. citizens of Catholics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like the, the FLDS of Catholicism, basically. Yeah, like, like, we don't recognize the current priesthood. He we believe in the process for so long, but until it wasn't convenient for us on a personal or political level, now it just isn't true. And it's not a true Pope. Is that it? like a, a true Pope would be calling another crusade. It's been 900 years since we had a true Pope. Yeah, they would be calling out sin wherever they see it instead of trying to build bridges with the gays and whatnot. You know, gotcha. Saying that Islam is always a about of the peace. gays. It's it's all those like check sheet things is the, what this guy was into. So 
he he started a uh he so he moved, he lived in Michigan and started a website called like I I don't know it was like you know Catholic Vision TV or something and the archdiocese there was like hey we don't like you and what you're saying and we want you to take Catholic out of the name of your thing here and so he rebranded it as Church Militant. Ew, that doesn't sound great. That sounds like you immediately placed yourself on an FBI watch list. Yeah. And like, I don't know if he's like advocating for violence or anything like that, but he's just like a typical firebrand, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greene of this of this <laughs> realm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he had a pretty big online following. I think he had like 300,000 subscribers on YouTube and Until stuff. He got shadow banned. And uh so <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this Washington Post article about him and it says uh the head of a far-right website Church Militant Voris cl- often claimed the Catholic Church was secretly run by an international gay crime syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> In a 2020 webcast, he referred to the Black Archbishop of Washington as a term many viewed as both a racial and gay slur, provoking an outraged backlash wait, from church wait. scholars and officials. A single slur that's both gay and racist. He called or homophobic him an African queen. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was thinking something so I, much worse. Oh uh, yeah, I was thinking something much much worse than that. That's actually okay. I'm not saying that's good. It could be a lot worse. Obviously, the Washington Post was like not wanting to print that, but they did a link to whatever it was that you know, like an article about that instance or whatever. Which, and it's like just... nobody read that and was like, no, oh, I don't need to see that kind of filth. Like just everybody saying... clicked on it. Just say what he said because you can actually print what he said versus what we thought he might have said, which you cannot print. (laughs) Um, So basically, he's just been this like firebrand, fire and brimstone Catholic, you know, telling it like it is and preaching the word unapologetically and this and that and the other. It's nice that Um, they got one. Finally, it's been I feel like it's been a while since one of them made waves. You know, we've had plenty of. Southern Baptists make waves in that realm and uh, just your typical evangelical conservative Christians. Yeah. And when's the the last time Catholics were involved in any scandals? Like, you know, they've just (laughs) been clean for so long. I'd rather them see them in this kind of a, you know, it's it's a refreshing form of scandal. Uh, Catholic nationalism. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, man. I'm actually surprised it's not bigger, considering it is the one true faith. At one point, uh, it says in 2016, uh, okay, so this is, I'll just read this paragraph here. But Voris's own personal history frequently complicated his stance on gay people. Uh-oh. In 2016, <laughs> he publicly acknowledged on his show that decades earlier, he had lived a, quote, extremely sinful life of, quote, live-in relationships with homosexual men. They're the, I love how they're the homosexuals. He's like, I was straight. I just <laughs> accidentally sucked their dicks tons. Right. That I was straight. Funny detail. I did make out with a lot of gay dudes. I was a straight guy living with some homosexuals that I ended up having a lot of sex with those. Like, As I was a just, straight, I had tons of sex with those gays. I was just with them for the bit. 
Like we just, <laughs> we, we got like a nice apartment, like overlooking the, the sea just for the bit. Like I was ministering to them. I was trying to reach them. Uh, and then, you know, we would throw these fabulous dinner parties and go for long walks on the beach, but I, I hate them and everything that they stand for. And I want to be buried next to him along with our scarf collection, uh, but with a, a, the tombstone that says no homo, he's burning in hell, not me, I'm fine. Um, well, you know, if you want to be a conservative thought leader, like you got to have a good testimony. He was kind of building his resume. Yeah. Right. He just, I mean, I love the way he builds. It's like the building blocks are perfect. Cause it's just like, I accidentally engaged in some sinful sexual activity with men who happen to be gay. Well, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not gay. It was just sinful sexual activity with gay men. Yeah. So he had that going on. And so he was like a, uh, a reformed gay man, I guess. Um, until he was forced to resign in November. Okay. Amid <laughs> a, wait, resign from what? He, from his position as the head of church militant. I thought he was the only person working for church militant. Was there like a board of directors? I mean, it said they had multiple buildings and dozens of employees. Oh, I thought this was like a blog. I don't know what they were doing, but they apparently had like a real organization behind it. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. They must've been doing more stuff than just like his dorky show. Just doing monkey bars and shit out on children's playgrounds, getting ready for the upcoming war. And they were a nonprofit. So he was the head of this nonprofit organization and stuff. And um, he had to step down due to a, uh, a, a breach of church militants morality clause. <laughs> so. Is there a website still up? Have you checked? Uh, I, I can't me, remember if I checked or not. Let me put myself on a watch list too real quick. This is Voris's trouble began in April. When strange images appeared on Church Militant's cloud storage account, according to several staff members, shirtless selfies of Voris, some of them cut off just above his pelvis, along with a screenshot of a text message exchange uh, from someone expressing that they found the images sexually arousing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry. On a Dropbox account, typically reserved for matters such as the syllabus for an online class about the book of Ephesians, these new images stood out. Employees speculated that they had been uploaded unintentionally from Voris's phone, along with business documents meant for staff viewing. Along? So, it being paired with business documents leads you to believe that he can't play the same hacked card that uh, our Hillsong friend did. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough case to make. Dude, their website is chaos. It's chaos. (laughs) Really? Oh, my God, dude. It's like, here we go. They have, like, their thing at the top where you can, like, cycle through the different things. It's like Queen of the Apostles and Mothers of the Church. Uh, These are their headlines. Polls predict dogfight for Arizona State Senate. Germany penalizes convert cabbie for bible quote but then it's literally like it's just a bunch of shitty christian business ads um click here to join the fight get the truth spiritual bouquet which is looks like a christian like uh 1-800 flowers uh and then you have like buying or selling a home (laughs) work with a pro-life agent 
And it's just like a link to uh, realestateforlife.org, which I guess you work with like people who will sell you a home that haven't murdered unborn it's, babies. It's kind of like putting the little Jesus fish on the sign for like your Jiffy Lube establishment. Yeah. What are we doing here? Diversity, equity, inclusion, charity, backpedals, wokeness amid uproar. And it tells you how many comments are on this. And it's just like six comments, which is not a lot for a whole ass website. Pro-lifer responds to NAACP's abortion message. And then you have world news. Ecuador decriminalizes euthanasia amid debate. Police arrest homosexual priests for peddling Viagra. I don't know where that's from. Um it's got six comments though, so clearly he was a black market Viagra dealer. <laughs> Arrest, like, and let's say like arrested under international Catholic law. I'm not sure how that would work. Um, but the website is real chaotic. I mean, the amount of thumbnails and pictures, and oh my god, it looks like it. It looks like they just like like you were in like 1998, and they just like decided to make a website for the first time. Well, it's not looking good for him, and I think it's only a matter of time before he gets uh, outed completely for whatever they're holding on him. He's in the middle of some sort of a there's like a law, uh, like a lawsuit, a defamation suit against Church Militant for something that it posted. I didn't get the details of that, but um, there is some aftermath for the the organization, which is always sad, right? Sad to see a a good organization taken down by one man's selfish act. But it says, after Voris resigned, a church militant sold off two of its office buildings in late December, according to court records. But the organization remains in financial jeopardy. A lawsuit from a priest suing church militant for defamation in New Hampshire is scheduled for trial in March. In its December fundraising email, the board said that, quote, the evil one had taken, quote, huge bite out of the company suggesting the whole outlet could collapse without more donor support obviously we would hate to lose this place to the devil the fundraising email (laughs) (laughs) are we talking about satan are we talking about your old boss (laughs) so yeah i i can't believe i never heard of this guy but I don't know. You know, I think there's so many of these types of dudes. Once in a while, you stumble across like a new person on YouTube or something doing an interview with somebody and you realize like, oh, there's like this guy with a whole following here that I didn't even know about. And then you look at their Twitter and you say, oh, dude, can't listen to that. (laughs) I'm on their uh, shopping page right now. I want to share this one with you. It's an acronistic shirt and going down it says a r 15 all right oh boy there's a rosary there's a rosary on it and i didn't get what it meant because the acronym is av regina 15 decades and none of that makes any sense to me but i'm just a plebe i'm not a catholic i don't know and it says um it says as someone might have written a whole book about the rosary as a spiritual weapon. Uh, but Marxist journalist, but I repeat myself, don't, un- he, it's not even written correctly. Marxist journalists don't understand that we fight against powers and principalities and not flesh and blood. They've said the rosary is an offensive symbol. 
right? A hate symbol, a symbol of extremism. And does it, like, how much are you fishing? No one's ever said that about the rosary. No one's ever said it's a symbol of hate or extremism. It's just never been considered that. It says, do you want a t-shirt allowing you to give praise to the queen of heaven and mock liberals and show a rosary and start conversations? You do. Let's be friends or just buy this t-shirt here available in men's and women's styles. Uh, the women's style is more fitted, tight enough to show you are a woman, loose enough to show you are a lady. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the description <laughs> on the website. Yeah, it's like it's like the that feels like the one ludicrous of those version like, of a. It's like the Catholic version of ludicrous is a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. You could just have like just a size chart. <laughs> that's a normal thing to have. Like you don't need to explain. Ugh. And uh, and printed with a quirky little Latin phrase, these are ideal for a whole heap of purposes. No, we chose, so the 15 decades, so it's like Av Regina 15 decades. I don't know what Av Regina is, probably something rosary related. Um, we can probably Google that quickly if we want. But it says, no, we chose, quote, 15 decades because, well, it's the AR-15, isn't it? This is not intended to be a slight, to be oh a slight of the luminous mysteries, which of course we pray every week in our chapel live. No, what does the 15 decades refer to? And also discusses the aforementioned, the weapon book. You can't just say 15 decades referring to an AR 15. Then what does decades no. mean? It's just... unclear. It's unclear based on this description. Dude, nobody, even if there was meaning behind it, nobody wearing that shirt could explain it to whatever party they're ruining. <laughs> Oh, 15 <laughs> decades of the, I've typed in 15 decades. And the first thing that came up was 15 decades of the rosary. How to Man, pray the 15 Sam is, decade Sam is rosary. just fearless with those Google searches. Sam's like something about, I need to Google the 14 words. I don't know if anyone knows what that means. I All just right. need <laughs> the 15, how to pray the 15 decade rosary. <clears throat> One, the annunciation, humility Two, the visitation charity three, the nativity of Christ. Four, the presentation. Five, the finding. Whatever we could go. Maybe I don't I'm a bad Catholic. I have no idea what saying those words has to do with praying the Rosary or fifteen decades. I don't know either. I guess you just kind is of this go like for a, the beads is this a twelve days of shit. Christmas type thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because they are fifteens, though. You know. So I see. God. There's one on here that says uh, it's a T-shirt that says hashtag Catholic Me Too. That means show you got molested support. by a priest. That's how you show. Yeah, they only they only come in extra small to medium. There's a video attached to it. Children's medium only. Instead of the like white collar, it's a rainbow. So I'm sure it's something like that. It's blaming all the like I think that's part of his deal is he blames all those like molestation plague in the Catholic Church on like uh the affliction of homosexuality. I think he why does he it. think there's such an affliction of homosexuality amongst priests? Does he get into that bad Pope? I don't know. Yeah. It's all <laughs> the Pope's fault. The Pope made all these priests molesty. Th those are all the, uh, the priests that should have been dying in crusades. I'm not sure <laughs> if I have my Catholic history, right? Dude, this sucks so bad. It says show your support for the hashtag Catholic me too movement by wearing this t-shirt, get questions asked, Start conversations, upset your friends, dump a load of angry hornets into an otherwise polite parish council meeting, make a mess. 
get so you're your right. leather crucif get your leather crucifix slap bracelet. <laughs> Wait, is that serious? It's- <laughs> that would be cool. I'll it's take leather, that. Leather crucifix brace, but it looks remarkably like a slap bracelet. Uh, God, this is grade. a terrible website. Like they mm-hmm. literally have like a an add to cart button for every single color and every single size. There's like 30 add to cart buttons on here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot. They have, I mean, you can buy a bowl of natural Kings incense. I don't know. It, this one's it looks uh, like, it looks like colorful couscous. <laughs> you can just fucking buy straight up charcoal. I mean, I don't even know what it's for. It's just labeled charcoal for four dollars. This is you for the Catholic for your children's deplorable. stockings. <laughs> the Catholic deplorable T-shirt description says, "Are you a terrible example of humanity who believes marriage is between one man and one woman? The Catholic Church is the true one true faith. Jesus Christ is the only means of salvation, and that abortion is murder. You do. Let's be friends." Also, while we are being friends, wear this fine t-shirt. We can pick each other out in a crowd. It's a white, soft, short sleeve t-shirt right now because that's classic. But we're going to get other options out there, despite what Bernie Sanders says. <laughs> Consumer choices are good. They have a whole section that we sh- probably shouldn't just like keep this going for much longer, but I can't stop. It's too good. They have a whole section for DVDs. Uh, that's the F. <laughs> It's 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 the FBI series, the faith based investigation. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I've never heard that acronym before. Listen, they have uh, FBI uh, Canadian collapse, FBI contraception, FBI the CCHD into Alinsky. That sounds intriguing. I don't know what that is, and then global warming unmasked. Faith-based investigation. It's weird. This this Catholic uh, church nonprofit seems to just be a far-right uh, propaganda mill with a Catholic bent. Why do they always sound exactly the same? <laughs> do they have one about vaccines? Uh, they didn't have one. No, they have the just oh wow a, a few DVDs here. They're probably like not reprinting a lot of these though. They're like okay, so you think they they've probably stopped putting out new material? This is something they printed all these DVDs ten years ago, and they just still have them in stock. There is a a tab here on the options thing that says nun soap. <laughs> I see that too. Nun soap. Uh, Texas Monastery four pack. <laughs> the man soap trio. Or the blood orange and bergamot. Which one did you prefer? How's it none? Oh, what do they do to it? What's this nun soap? It says uh, it doesn't really give a good description. Monastery garden with rosemary, thyme, and other herbs. Lizzie's lemongrass, Texas prairie, and plain and simple. Hell yeah, a lot of soaps, a lot of soaps. That's some Fight Club shit right here, dude. This this is cool. I like this guy. I like him a lot. Well, see if you can get him on the show. Oh, it's just a shame to see that his uh. You know, his empire is falling apart. What a bummer. He tried. He tried. He distanced himself from the other Catholics. He built his own website, rebranded, tried to rebrand Catholicism as a whole. Tried, you know, looked at the He ran as fast as he could, but the gay priest disease finally caught up to him. Got him. (laughs) Nick gets another. Got him good. It's like a right hook, you know, just knocked him down. He was running so hard, he created a podcast and a merch empire. (laughs) 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, if you like the show, leave us a review and send it to your buddy. Uh, hey, somebody you think will uh, enjoy it. If you're Catholic, look, I, we said some shit tonight. I don't, we, we talked to, I, I, well, I'll take responsibility for some of the shit saying. I said some shit. A lot of people seem to quote unquote convert to Catholicism from exvangelicalism, whatever they find meaning in it. Cool. But because of how not progressive some Catholic values are, if you are someone who has drifted towards Catholicism, but don't subscribe to their non-progressive values, shoot us a message on Instagram too. I'd be super curious to hear some like it, your reasoning or how you kind of like work around some of those, some of those things. Perhaps we might even would consider having that conversation on the podcast. If you seem like, you know, your Catholic shit well enough, but don't be a, don't be a poser. Know your shit. Know your shit. I want to, talk to people who know what they're talking about. You got to be able to explain Ave Regina. If you can't explain Ave yes. Regina and the rosary, then we're not interested. Yeah, Ave. And I said Ave, like it's an avenue. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm obviously just, a moron. I'm just guessing Ave. No, of Ave you are Maria. 100% right. Ave Regina. Well, maybe. <laughs> Regina so- <laughs> sounds like I think it's a Regina. thing that's familiar. Yeah, Regina. You got it. Uh, anyway, if you are, if you have converted to Catholicism and do find meaning in it and have a good understanding of it and work around some of the lack of progressive values, I would honestly love to hear from you for, for real. We do a lot of joking and shitting on things here, but I would like to have an honest conversation. About it. Take what you need out of stuff. Okay. Don't worry about, oh, well, you know, there's, you know, gross evangelicals that like this or like that. Take what you need out of it. And you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to include that person in your in your club. Okay, they don't represent you, and you don't have to carry water for them. Take what you need, live your best life, and um, you know, just don't uh, don't tell anybody about it. And if what you need is ladies and girls kissing, just double check <laughs> where you're typing. <laughs> Real. <laughs> yeah, don't put that in the wrong in the wrong text field. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.